Welcome to the Sugar Science. We're here with Jacob Hexer Sorensen in Copenhagen. He is part of a company called Gubra, and he's going to speak to us about imagining diabetes using light sheet microscopy, an amazing new tool that is poised to advance drug discovery in metabolic diseases. Welcome, Jacob. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the latest development we've been trying out using this uh, technology called light sheet imaging. It's basically a way that you can image a whole uh, organ like the mouse pancreas at a single cell resolution and thereby obtain very high quality data. Uh, but it's also possible now using image analysis to quantify different aspects of various endpoints. And I'm just going to go briefly through this. One of the things that makes 3D imaging uh, advantageous over traditional uh, immunologic chemistry is the possibility that you can go in and look at the not all islets in a combination, but you can go in and look at the volume or whether there's other cell types like uh, proliferating cells, senescent cells, inflammation associated with each individual islet, and therefore give you a much more detailed picture of how uh, diabetes might be involving. In addition to being beautiful, it's also very quantitative. Exactly. So we can count the total amount of beta cells. We can go in and we can look at the volume. We know the spatial distribution, so we can also, maybe not so relevant in a pancreas, but because we know this distribution within the organ, you can say whether it's close to a surface or whether it's close to a blood vessel, things like that. So the things I'm going to cover is how to label the beta cells, how we do that. Then uh, I'm going to present data we have from two different uh, experiments. We've done one type mouse model of type 1 diabetes and one for type 2 diabetes. And then I'm going to discuss a little bit how the potential for looking at different other things during diabetes uh, development and progression. Fantastic. So first, uh, for labeling the beta cells, as you all know, the beta cells are located within the pancreas, uh, consisting of uh, little clusters called islets of Langerhans. The first approach is basically you take out the pancreas and you label it using antibodies. And here it's uh, showing an insulin staining of a mouse pancreas, wild-type mouse. And you can see the islet clusters distributed within the pancreas here. Here you can also basically use any conventional antibody that is uh, known. So CHI-67, I'm going to show that. You can look for inflammation using CD45 and, and other things like that. The other approach is basically to look where you use in vivo distribution of various things. This could be GLP-1. So because the GLP-1 receptor is expressed on the surface of the beta cells, you can add a fluorophore to this peptide and inject it into a mouse and then let it distribute for a while. And then what you get is actually labeling of all the beta cells. You could imagine doing th similar things with other therapeutic antibodies targeting the beta cells or nanobodies. I'm also going to show a little bit how we injected an antibody in, in, in the end, uh, labeling pillories in the pancreas and in the islets. Great. So, so you these, can really get a whole landscape. You can get a real landscape inclusive of islets and the neighboring structures like the capillaries. Exactly. And I think this, this is uh, where it becomes really informative because the capillaries, they're so branched and difficult to study. And, and looking at them in the whole context looks really great and it's very informative. So the way the technology works is it's actually quite simple. So once you have stained the organ or you isolate it after injecting a, a peptide or an antibody, basically you clear it. So you put it into a solution that make, makes it transparent. And once you have done that, you can shine light through it. 
So here, what you see here is the imaging chamber where we put in a sample and you have light shining through from both sides. And what that does, it illuminates a single plane within the tissue. You then move your tissue through this light sheet. And basically what you do is you just collect all the different sections. You could compare those to normal immunochemistry, but the difference is because you have all of them sequentially positioned on top of each other, you can reconstruct them into 3D using software afterwards. So the first experiment we did was actually to see whether we could go in and affect the beta cell volume pharmacologically. And it's been known from, for many, many years that you can do it uh, during pregnancy or certain uh, treatments with peptides. But uh, what we really wanted to do was look in a white type mouse. So these are diomice. And we then implanted a pump containing either a vehicle or a peptide called S961. S961 is a little peptide that binds the insulin receptor, but without activating it. But it binds so strong that it actually prevents insulin from binding. So what you get is a, a diabetic model because insulin no longer works and they're obese at the same time. Mm -hmm. So here you have the vehicle group have normal blood glucose, but the mice that had been transplanted with a pump containing S961, you can see how they become diabetic. Then after two weeks, we took out the pancreas from these uh, mice and we stained them for insulin and Chi-67 uh, to see if we could change the volume of the, the beta cell volume. So I'm gonna show you here. So this is now the pancreas, the whole pancreas from one of these mice treated with S961. And here you see all the beta cells in the entire pancreas. As you can actually go in and you can see here the little green spots they are nuclei for Chi-67 positive cells, which meaning they're beta cells that are dividing. This is nice because we can then go in and we can look at all the islets. We can segment them out. So here we just basically see all the islets and we can count them, but we can also color code them according to their volume. So here now you have uh, the purple ones being the smallest and the reddish being the biggest but we can also go in and look at which ones has then Chi-67. And as you can see here, it's not all of them. Some islets have Chi-67 cells, but others don't. Now, if we just go back to the presentation here, then when you start quantifying this, you can actually see that the mice transplanted with the S961, within two weeks, they actually expand the beta cell volume uh, 43%, uh, which is quite amazing. And we could also see an upregulation of yeah, Chi-67, suggesting that proliferation is the main driver of this expansion. That's because great. We can, yeah, because we can do this uh, segmentation based on, on size, we can also go in and we can look at the, you know, is it just some population of beta cells that are, or islet sizes that are dividing, or is it all of them? Uh, and if you look across the whole group, you can see that the S96, one treated mice, they actually have a right shift suggesting that they have more and bigger islets. So that tells us a little bit about the dynamics in this model that you, you have seem to have all the islets responding to this uh, lack of insulin by proliferating quite dramatically and increasing the, the beta cell, the size of the islets and the total beta cell volume. Yeah, this seems like it's a very powerful tool to watching the landscape of the islets of the of the endocrine pancreas 
as you change experimental variables. And it just comes to mind that this would be such a great tool to use when people are developing organoids or, you know, implantable eyelets, things like that. Exactly. And I think, so the possibility that you can, I, I'm, Chi 67 is just one marker. You can imagine many other markers like senescence markers or, you know, uh, neogenesis markers like neogenin 3, dedifferentiation markers, all these kind of things you could combine uh, with the insulin to, to see how the different eyelids respond to treatment or, you know, also in organoids and things like that. Yeah, this has a lot of room to, to play around with and to really get some interesting results. Exactly. This is what I'm going to show today. And uh, I think there are huge, tremendous opportunities in the technology and it can be used. Uh, I, I would also highlight the fact that the Goober does uh, do contract research. So if people are interested to certainly reach out to you and we'll provide contact information as part of our series here, I think that, you know, it could be a, a really great partnership as you develop more and more of an atlas, I guess, a video atlas or a visual atlas of this, you know, you could even be a resource for scientists as they um, further uh, understand the whole, the whole landscape of the islets and their interface with the other parts of the, the body, the capillaries, fibrosis, all those things. So this is just amazing. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you for inviting me. All right. Well, Best of luck and we'll be in touch. I can't wait to see, you know, the next papers that come out of it. Thank you.